Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 10 from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host Wael and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, uh, delving into Islam Q&A, this is where we, uh, inshallah, answer uh, your uh, questions that you guys send via email. And today's question actually comes to us from Emma. Emma, thank you so much for your question. And, and this is more of a personal question. I mean, it's related to our topics, but it's it's also kind of a my, my own personal experience, if, if you want to call it. And Emma basically wanted me uh, to share with you guys uh, you know, the tips on, you know, introducing Islam to our, you know, young children at a young, at a very young age. So uh, Emma, basically, uh, she was telling me in the email that she heard me when I think in the episode of one of the episodes of, of the destiny, the topic of the destiny. Uh, I mentioned that I teach my daughters, uh, you know, uh, 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 how to say inshallah. Right. And uh, my daughters now are four. They're four years. They just became four. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. And she was telling me she has, Emma herself has a two year old and a three year old. And she's like, they still don't know how to say certain things and they still don't know how to say, uh, you know, Bismillah or Alhamdulillah, certain things, you know. And, or it's not common. They don't commonly use it. So basically, she wants me to, you know, share my methods, my secret recipe, <laughs> inshallah. But I promise um, I I'll, I'll tell you guys everything I do. Now, I want to start with a disclaimer that my methods might work with, with, certain kids uh, and they might not work with others right so they are so far i, I want to say with a uh, alhamdulillah a nice rate of success they've been working with my daughters uh, but that doesn't mean automatically that they will work with yours but at the end of the day just take what i tell you inshallah uh, from you know my own personal experience and then you can you know tweak it make it work with your own children inshallah at the end of the day we all want to benefit each other and we all really truly want to help each other to raise our children in such a you know very interesting times uh, it is difficult to raise, uh, you know, devoted Muslim children in, in, in our times. I'll just be honest. And again, if you guys have been listening to, to, to at least some of the episodes of this season, you know what I'm talking about with all the challenges of modern society and all these things. And, you know, how the society affects them uh, in a negative way. Uh, we have to do our best as parents to uh, equip them to deal with society and at the same time maintain their you know, uh, Islamic identity, maintain their values, to not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, they will make mistakes like we did and we're still doing, but at the end of the day, their core belief must be strong for them to learn that they, when they make mistakes, they repent and they can go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know, not to go astray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep our children safe uh, and, you know, away from any type of temptations, uh, whether from society or from other people or whatever. So 
uh, now, uh, to to just put this in context, my children, my daughters, like I said, they're four. Both of them, I have twin daughters, uh, and they are four. And uh, how do you introduce certain things, Islamic things, to them? Yeah, you know, and, and someone who's around the same age, or even younger, or a little bit older. Uh, now, what I did, and again, that that's not necessarily mean that it's going to automatically work. Maybe you, you're going to need to change certain things for it to work. And uh, you, you'll know you know your child better than I do, of course. But based on my circumstances, my my children, I believe from day one, I'm not even exaggerating. From day one, when the, the, when we came back from the hospital. Uh, and, uh, you know, our daughters were, you know, with us for the first time, uh, and, uh, you know, they slept with us in the same, you know, in the same bedroom, of course, in the beginning, uh, we started, uh, uh you know, I, I can't go to sleep without, you know, alhamdulillah, it became a habit without playing Quran. Uh, I just when I go to sleep, I, can't, I have to sleep. It just gives me peace, alhamdulillah. And it's just beneficial that the last words you hear are the words, you know, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Quran. I mean, it doesn't matter who is uh, is is the reciter. You can choose your own reciter or whatever. And, and I'm going to have it on my my phone, my cell phone. It's a, a Quran app. From day one, once the, since they were sleeping in the same room, they are used to, you know, listening to Quran all the time, all the time. And then when after we put them in their own separate room again at the same did the same thing I had a old phone and I had the Quran app on it so every time before they go to sleep I have to keep it on and then they go to sleep listening to it I remember that in 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 you know once they started talking you know the first days they were talking or you know when when they were able to communicate certain things. I remember one time I uh, was in a hurry and I put him to bed and then I just, you know, got out of the bedroom and then they literally called me to put the Quran. They literally said, Quran, Quran. Uh, it's amazing because they got used to it. You guys have to understand that children, us human beings, we are creatures of habit, right? So whatever, whatever you will do, you need to get them used to it. Don't think that, uh, you know, this is going to be a one-off or like if you try it for a week and they don't respond. No, you have to keep doing it. If they don't respond to it for a week or two, it doesn't matter. Keep doing it, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that Quran, Islam in general is a healing, you know, is, is the medicine to our souls. That includes children. So your children will love it as, as, as long as you are persistent. Now, do not force them. There's a big difference here. I'm not asking you to force your children to, you know, hear Quran or force it if they don't want it. No, be be kind to them. Make them love it. Do you guys understand? Now, first of all, when before they realize what's good and what's not, or if they love something or not, this is my point. Early on, really early on, introduce Islam to them by listening. Make them listen to Quran. Let them see you pray. You know, let them see you pray. Just let them watch. They're absorbing everything. They're just, you know, they're taking it. They're like a sponge, right? So they're taking all of your actions and they're trying to imitate you little by little. And if you yourself is, if you are religious, then they, I promise you, inshallah, that makes your chances of introducing Islam to them a lot higher than if you are not religious. So it starts with you. And it starts early on. You have to pray on time. You have to be wanting to hear, to listen to Quran or reciting Quran yourself, of course. Uh, you need to be a practicing Muslim. You have to start with yourself. And if you're not, it's not too late. 
listen, at the end of the day, you are at this stage right now that you can understand that, okay, I, I have shortcomings. Let me fix myself for the sake of myself first and then my children. By the way, at the end of the day, like I always say, it's you standing in front of Allah on the day of judgment. If, if you're, you don't do this for just for your children, do it for you and then for your children, right? So m- my point is you have to, you have to, uh do this for yourself become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make islam an integral part in your household you know quran i i, I do like again my app whatever that there are a lot of apps like that but my, it allows me to have you know the the adhan out loud in certain times you can control when to have it out loud and when to have it as a vi- as a vibration so uh, basically um i have it loud at nighttime when i'm not at work and uh, so at least Maghrib time and Aisha time, my daughters, they hear the Adhan fully. I, I let it play fully, right? And then I start telling them, shh, don't talk during the Adhan when they're speaking or they're yelling or playing. And guess what? Wallahi, this is, I'm not exaggerating. Every time we have people over and the Adhan is 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 going off, my daughters go, shh, listen to the Adhan. Listen to the Adhan, do not speak. Again, it's a habit. You have to teach him the habit. Do you guys understand? You have to teach him. Again, keep repeating yourself. And there's nothing, I mean, that's how we're supposed to do, right? Praying five times a day, every single day. You know, repetition, help us, you know, become better. And I'm talking about when it comes to Islam. And makes us, it makes us more experienced, right? When you repeat doing the same thing, you become experienced in it. And that's the same thing with your children. Keep doing the same thing and they will adapt to it. They will understand it. They will love it. And some might not. I'm not saying everybody will. And those who might not, try, diff- try different routes. And, and I'm going to give you, again, again, examples. But that's one of the things. Another thing is that, um, for example, regarding saying, inshallah, that happened naturally. I was not actually trying to teach him, inshallah. Every time they say, uh, we want to go do this, I'm going to say, I-, I always say, inshallah. And then they say, okay, inshallah. And then every time they were like, uh, Baba, can we go out and, and eat today? Or like, I want to go to the park. Okay, say inshallah. Okay, inshallah. I was not trying to, but I'm always, me, myself, I have to say inshallah. So automatically, it, it, you know, it, it translated to me just stopping them every time when they speak and they want to say something in the future. And I always say inshallah. I'm not doing it. I do it with adults too, like with my fellow Muslims when someone say, hey, let's go do this. All right, inshallah, let's, let's do it. Let's say inshallah. So I did the same thing with my children. And again, it's just me, right? Uh, but then they started learning how to say inshallah all the time. And then one time, here's the interesting part. Again, your children, w- w- the, the older they get, the more questions they will have. So one time my, my, my daughter, one of them, told me like, why do I have to say inshallah? Why? And then I said, because it might not happen. Because everything happens it happens because Allah wants it to happen. Now you have, of course, uh, speak their language. Don't use like, you know, big words. And explain to them because Allah is the only one who allows it to happen. Now you get to the conundrum of what if I don't say inshallah, but it happens. What does that mean? Well, it still means that Allah allowed it, but that means you have to do it next time. You have to because you don't want Allah to be upset at you. Because our, and we believe that everything happens, you know, with the permission of Allah. There is nothing in this universe, not a, you know, even the atoms do not move without Allah's permission. We know that, but they don't. And you have to tell them why. 
right? And again, the more you use the words, wallahi, the more you use the words, like inshallah, the less questionable they will be because it's the, it, it's going to become you know integrated in their personality. They're always saying inshallah, and then you can explain to them why. Uh, they might not understand it at an early age, but they also might do understand it, right? So don't worry about that part, but just get them used to certain things. Before we eat, uh, you know, what do we say? Bismillah. If you don't do it yourself, they're not going to do it. Alhamdulillah, now my daughter's at, it, at the point that they're saying the full dua. You know, Allahumma barik lana fi marzaqtana qina adhaab an And then they say Bismillah, and then they eat. Now, I can't take full credit for all of these things. I have to be honest with you guys. I sent my, my daughters to an Islamic school. Now, I believe fully that an Islamic school, a good Islamic school, because there are some Islamic schools that I've seen that they really don't care about the children. They don't care about educating them. It's just called an Islamic school, a private school, but happens to be run by Muslims. And, you know, sometimes they put some Islamic curriculums and but my point is look for the right and I, and I mentioned this before when we're talking about society we'll look for the right Islamic school look for the right one and then you know uh, let them do certain work but then don't think that sending them to an Islamic school even if it's the best Islamic school in your you know region or your area don't think that this takes you know some of the load off of your shoulders you have to follow that up at home by Again, practicing it with them. Because uh, there's a big mistake that certain people think when they send their children to an Islamic school, the school will do all the, all the work. They don't have to do a lot when it comes to Islamic values and it comes to, no, I mean, they're, they're, they are, you know, at an Islamic school. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm good. No, you have to do the work because a lot of kids in Islamic schools, they, they just straight up, they become corrupt. Why? Because their parents thought that the Islamic school will do all the work and they completely ignored them. They felt too safe. Listen, the internet is everywhere. That's why your role at home is key. And again, I want to take it all the way back to an early state. We're talking about young children. The, the youth, it takes. it's a different conversation. But I'm talking about the young children. Let them get used to this. My daughters, they go to an Islamic school. So some of the du'as that they say that before eating or whatever, they, they learned it from there. But I have to affirm it. What do you say before you eat? And then they say, you know, what do you say after we eat? Alhamdulillah. Why do I have to say Alhamdulillah? Because we are lucky that Allah made us able to eat. Because some people out there are hungry. And again, it's, it's, it's all about certain things like they have to understand it from their own perspective, of course, from their own oh, still early young minds, you don't have to, you know, dumb it down to them a little bit. But again, it's a matter of building a habit, right? Uh, you know, certain things like saying, like, again, I play a little game with them, which is the game of quizzes. So I do this uh, maybe every at least twice a week which I quiz them and I tell, I give them the answer at first. So I tell them, how many times do we have to pray? And of course, the first time they were like, uh, we don't know. And then I say five times. So how many times? Five times. Next time you answer this question, I'm going to give you a prize. And then a couple of days later, I ask the question, alhamdulillah, they remember five. If they don't remember, remind them again. When they see that there is a prize involved, and this is key here, reward your children for doing something good especially when it's for the sake of Allah when you're doing something islamic something that it's you know islam related reward them it is key 
our entire theology is based on we words. Am I right? Why are we doing all of this? Why am I talking to you right now? Why are you listening? Because you want to be rewarded by going to Jannah, right? It's a good incentive. And of course, the other side of it is that being saved from hellfire. Now, your kids don't want to terrify them. You don't want them to be scared of the religion. So don't bring up the hellfire yet. However, bring the good stuff. You want Allah to like you? Yes, this is this is what I literally do. You want Allah to like you? Well, why do I want Allah to like me? Look at this. Because Allah will make me buy you good stuff. Buy you presents. Buy you prizes. Buy you candy. Buy you toys. Allah will make me. If Allah does not want me to, I'm never going to buy it for you. So now they know what? They have to please Allah for Allah to allow me to buy them stuff. That's the angle I play. Like one time we were sitting and then um, I remember there's this like a specific type of chocolate that, you know, they're in love with. Uh, And then they asked me, can you buy us this? And I said, "Uh, I don't know. You have to ask Allah. And then they said, but you're gonna, you, you, you're our dad, you're Baba, you're, you're the one who's going to buy it for us. Yeah, but I cannot buy it without Allah telling me to buy it. So ask Allah to make me buy it for you. That's how you make him aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what Allah can do, you know, and all the things that Allah, you know, would do, you know, for us if we are connected with him. Wallahi, they started saying, oh Allah, make Baba buy us this type of chocolate. Guess what? Now I have to buy it. I have to buy it because they asked Allah. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the other side of that too. And what if they ask Allah for something, but they don't get it? Because you have to also prep them for that. Don't make them think that everything they will ask for, Allah will give it to them. Because that will set them up for, because Allah doesn't give us everything we want based on Many factors. It could be not good for us. You know, Allah might not intend it to be for us for, you know, the time being, but later on we're going to get it. They have to understand all of this. But again, play it little by little. Okay. Uh, one time, uh, um, and Wallahi, like whenever they, for example, one of them lost her shoe. And then we were looking for it. And then I go, oh, you know what? I found, I, I realized where it was. So I saw it. But instead of me saying, oh, oh I found it. I said, how about you ask Allah? Make dua, sit down and ask Allah. And now they know literally what what it means to make dua because it's related to something they want. Again, we word them, make them understand these concepts. Ask Allah, oh Allah, help us find the shoe. And then they would do, like she did it. And then I found it and I was like, oh look, Allah listened to you. Allah listened to you. And she was happy. And then I say, what do you say? And then they say, thank you, Allah. So it's 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 a matter of you play games, alhamdulillah, halal games. You're not like you know manipulating them or anything like that. You're actually playing games with them in a good way for their own sake, for their own you know uh, uh, benefits. Uh, certain things, and, and I'll be sitting and I'll be like, by the way, Allah, do you know that Allah can hear everyone? One of the quizzes, by the way. Again, if you want them to be knowledgeable, at least for their age. Tell them certain light stuff, light information, right? Something that's, you know, little. And we worry them when you quiz them. So, as I, you, I, like, for example, I would tell them, like, you know that Allah can hear everyone and Allah can see everyone? What I do twice a week is that I, I say I'm going to ask you five questions, for example. 
And depending on the stuff that I told them and I wanted them to memorize uh, or remember, I would ask them, like, how many times do we have to pray every day? Five. Can Allah see everyone? Or maybe someone can hide from Allah. They say, no, Allah can see everyone. Okay, second question. Can Allah hear everyone? Or maybe some people Allah cannot hear. And they say, no, Allah can hear everyone. All right, where does Allah exist? And then they all look up and they say, up there. Again, these are all stuff that I told them. Maybe some of the stuff school told them. And I quiz them in a very fun way. And I reward them. You know, I have a chart for them, like um, the student chart or whatever you want to call it. Like uh, I do certain tasks. And then every time they do a task on a daily basis, I, I know I do a check mark. And then if they pile up good amount of, you know, num- like a number of tasks, if they finish it right, and then I give them a reward basically. So if they, let's say I have five tasks for them every day. If they do three out of the five, I reward them. If they do the five, I give them a bigger reward. If they do less, then I'm like, oh, no, you did not make it. And one of the things is praying with us, praying with Baba and Mama, for example. So what do you do? First of all, they got used to the concept of praying because they used to see us pray all the time. Alhamdulillah, every single you know, far that we have to pray or even sunnah in the house, they see us praying. So the concept is not alien to them. It's, it's not a strange concept to them. They see us praying. They know the meaning of praying. They actually sometimes do the iqama. Wallahi, four years old. And again, I can't take all the credit. They hear these things in an Islamic school. Uh, but then I'm like, okay, you're going to pray now so I can give you the check mark, so I can give you a prize? Yes. They stand and they pray with us. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with giving them an innocent halal type of bribe, right? You're you're not bribing them, but you're giving them incentives, right? So these are, you know, some of the things uh, I, I do. Also, bedtime story. Uh, sometimes I read them, uh, you know, your common, you know, ho- you know, hopefully in a way halal stories, you know, nothing like a romantic or nothing like has a relationship or whatever. So we give them these stories, but then I started realizing, why can't I use that in, 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 into like making them understand more? So I, I make up a story. Wallahi on the fly. I make up a story about uh, like a bedtime story, of course. I make up a bedtime story and I say, one time, you know, uh, there were two sisters uh, and they wanted to, you know, have a big playground and they wanted to play in that playground. So one of them wanted to go, but then the other one said, no, wait, we have to ask Allah for that. And then they both, you know, they understand that it's about them, just to let you know. They completely understand that this is about them. And, but they're enjoying the story. I'm giving it in, in a, you know, and when they asked Allah, they waited and waited. And here's also another thing. I'm slipping to them that not everything you're going to get immediately. And then they lost hope. Of course, they don't know what it means, but then I started to explain. They thought, no, Allah's not going to give it to us. But then later on, Allah gave it to them because they were patient. And then I, I literally explained to them what is patience, right? And now they know what the word means. And I always have to tell them, be patient because Allah loves those who are patient and so forth. And there are tons of ways, again, many ways that you can introduce Islam and Islamic terms to our children. You just have to, you know, make it, my, my, my own advice is that my own, you know, way of doing it is to not overcomplicate things. Do not expect him to say certain things. I know Emma was a little, 
uh, you know, a little worried that they uh, they're not saying certain things now. Don't don't worry. I don't try to force it. However, when you practice it, you'll be like, hey, what do we say? Like when when, when for example, and, and this is something that's not even Muslim, like uh, non-Muslims do. When they ask you, when someone uh, wants something from you, when a child wants something from a grown-up, what does the grown-up usually say in terms of like treating them manners? What do you say? Because they want them to say the word, please. Right? We do that. Non-Muslims do that. Muslims do that. We all do that. However, how about this? When you uh, about to, for example, if they want to ask you for a specific, you know, for fruit or dessert, whatever, something you're going to give them, you say to them, what do you say before you eat, before you give it to them? What do you say before you eat? And then they say, Bismillah. And that's, again, you have to use these little methods into, you know, introducing to them, give them stories, telling them Allah's there, play the whole quizzing game with them. And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept and also, uh, you know, when when now when it comes to uh, the idea that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not always going to accept their du'a when they ask Him for something, you you can say, for example, uh, you know, on a rainy day or something like that, you can tell them, "Hey, do you do you want to go go to a park, for example?" And then they say, "Yes, of course," or whatever, you know, whatever the situation that you you know can come up with, and then say, "Okay, ask Allah." Then they ask Allah. And then you tell them, well, I don't think we can go. And then they might be like, well, we asked Allah. You told us to ask Allah. Why can't you go? Why don't you listen to Allah? And then you say, well, Allah did not want you to go. And Allah didn't want you to leave the house because the weather is bad outside or it's windy. Or again, explain to them. We're talking to little kids here, little children, right? So in your way, explain to them that sometimes Allah is not going to give them what they want because it's bad for them. Make them understand this concept. Now, little by little, you're building up the idea so they don't get disappointed that Allah won't accept all of their, you know, uh, uh, du'as, right? Uh, and again, many situations, like, uh, do you, for example, want to, you know, want me to get get a toy or something? And they, maybe on their own, they will ask Allah. And that's what my, you know, my daughters do. Sometimes when they want me to do something, now they know that the way for me to do it is to go on their own. I don't tell them anymore. Oh, Allah, you know, can you make Baba or whatever, like, uh buy us this and then i say well i'm not gonna buy it and then they say why we asked allah and then i respond well allah does not want me to buy it why well because you have too many toys so you can't give because you don't want them also to abuse this idea right like whenever they want something whether it's good or bad they ask allah you have to introduce the concept that allah will not give you everything you want because everything you want might not be good for you or might not be intended for you or you might already have enough so you don't want more or you don't need more so these little things you know so you can get them used to the idea that you know if, if you want something ask allah hopefully inshallah he's gonna give it to you but not if not then you know that happens sometimes allah is not going to give you something and then give them the reason why uh, at least uh, you know at their age and uh, so yeah that's that's basically it 
Um, also, before they go to sleep, teach them to say the dua before going to sleep. Uh, you know, something like Bismillahumma mutu ahya. You know, Oh Allah, by by your name, I, I I shall die and I and I shall be resurrected again. Again, these are dua is that when you get them used to saying them, and my daughters say the same thing. They say it every night. You know, they know that this is an, a good dua that they make to please Allah. Now they don't understand the concept that when we go to sleep, we die. You know, um, uh, temporarily, and then when we are, you know, awake in the morning, that means Allah gave us life back. They don't understand this concept. They don't get it. But then, they, what they know is, is that Allah likes that, and they want to please Allah. You want them to want to please Allah. That is the whole purpose, right? Uh, and then, um, also, when whenever you're in a car with them. You have to say the dua, dua rukub, or you know, Subhanallah, sakhara lana hada makuna lahu mukrinin wa inna ila rabbana lamunqalibun. Multiple duas you can make, multiple things. You know, again, give them these basic stuff. You do it yourself in front of them. Get them to do it. And now, it, the, the the formula is very simple. The first thing is for you to get them more familiar with invoking Allah in everything. Okay, invoking certain words. Bismillah, insha'Allah, alhamdulillah, these things, invoke it. You say it and you ask them to say it. Okay? Now, number two is that you want them to want to please Allah. That is critical. Now, how would they, why would they want to please Allah? They're little children. Well, give them incentives, right? Reward them. Tell them that when you please Allah, when you ask Allah for things and when you listen to what Allah says, you know, like for example, when you say Bismillah before you eat, when you're nice to, to, to your parents, when you're like, again, invoke whatever you want them to learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to do. And you say, if you do these things, if you make Allah happy and not upset, Allah will make me buy your stuff. That's the incentive that you give them, right? So you want them to please Allah. You want them to want to please Allah. Make them when you tell them that Allah is going to be angry at you, Allah is going to be upset, that would really upset them and they will know that they are in trouble if Allah is upset with them. Now you do it your own way, right? But inshallah, that is the concept. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, help us and keep us, uh, you know, patient with our children and make them all from the best and the most righteous of the Muslims. Uh, I hope that helped uh, Emma and, and everybody who's listening. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.